Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Thursday the 20th of April. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk. Coming up, food inflation is at a 45-year high, rising by more than 19% in the year to last month, raising fears of further interest rate rises as well. Meanwhile, judges will no longer be able to block migrant deportation flights after Rishi Sunak agreed to rebel Tory MP demands to tackle the channel migrant crisis. And Russian spy ships are threatening to sabotage the UK's energy supply after mapping wind farms and key communication cables off the coast of Britain. 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Uh, an awful lot to talk about. I, I can't see much fun in there. I can't see many light fun stories other than a bizarre story out of New Zealand, which we will be talking about later, about children. Um, finally, they've decided to ban children shooting cats. Yes, we'll get to that. It's a strange story, but genuinely true. It's not April the 1st, I promise you. Uh, But an awful uh, lot to talk about in terms of our security, whether it comes to financial security, food security, um, energy security, um, ability to secure our borders. There's a bit of a theme there, isn't there? All of those stories uh, in the news uh, today. We're going to be talking about all of those with uh, Conservative commentators joining me in the studio. Benedict Spence, good morning to you. Good morning. Let's start with inflation. Um... Yesterday, we had this inflation figures, the Consumer Price Index, 10.1%. Yay, it had gone down from 10.4%. It had gone up the month before. Uh, and so we're back down to where we were two months ago. Not not plummeting as, frankly, you know, Rishi Snack and his five pledges and the Bank of England and the Office for Budget Responsibility. Everyone seemed to expect it would do. It's almost like the experts aren't as expert as they think they are. Mm. But what was also revealed in those ONS figures is that actually... Key uh, things that we buy are up by far more. Food up more than 19%, 19.2% on average. That's in the year uh, to March. It's the highest uh, rise since the late uh, 70s, so 45-year high. Um, basically, essentials also, your milk, your bread, they're up 50%. Mm. And, and that, that, I suppose that... That is more sort of um, reflective of the reality we are facing at the at the tills and the supermarkets, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's it's not a surprise actually that no. food is so expensive. This was something that was always going to happen, and actually not just as a knock on effect of the war in Ukraine. That is obviously what sparked a lot of this. But if you take a step back and you look more broadly across the food industry in this country, lots of farmers going out of business because mm. they've been squeezed by supermarkets. Yep. A lot of farmers across Europe being put out of business because it's government policy to reduce things like emissions, and actually it's 
it's not surprising, given that increasingly many parts of Europe, and especially the UK, are net importers of food, yep. that when global supply chains are affected, the prices go up. This Ta-da. is the future and, that you were promised. Yeah, and, and this is, again, as I say a million times on the show, predicted and predictable. Yep. Um, the usual suspect, oh, well, that's Brexit for you. Well, that's weird, <laughs> because Brexit already happened. We didn't have food inflation mm. um, uh, before. I mean... And Germany's is around the same as ours, I think. Well, well, exactly. It's about time Germany rejoined the European Union, frankly. It absolutely should. (laughs) Different countries are facing different issues. One of the main issues is the cost of energy. Yeah. Uh, Because, again, we've had a massive impact of of the Ukraine war in terms Mm. of um, the the grain, uh, fertiliser, sunflower oil. Again, we were all, I think, it's all... Most of us, the majority of us, perhaps, were surprised to discover how crucial in the, the world's food chains uh, mm. that uh, the Ukraine was. Um, but but we know, you know, if you know, if one factory closes down that makes one key thing or one mm. farm it can't function and can't export, that has a massive knock-on effect. We import far more of our energy, far more of our food mm. than many other countries. We also have. I'm going to break it to those people who are still fighting the 2016 battle from the sort of almost like from the Japanese jungles. Is the war over yet? No, it's not, apparently, for them. Um, that we are an island nation. Mm. And therefore, by definition, and we're never in the Schengen area. By definition, it was always costing more to get food and goods over to us. You may have mm. noticed when you go to France or Spain that actually an awful lot of food is a lot cheaper than it is in Britain. That's mm. partly because of those costs and people can get it locally within the country. And you said there's been an awful lot of a move just making it just impossible financially for farmers to survive. And supermarkets have a lot to answer there. Yeah. Consumers are happily going to pay less for their milk and less for their veg and less for their fruit. Of course they are, whatever they can. But but the reality is that has a knock and impact when the supermarkets are squeezing the dairy farmers and the other farmers. Well, exactly. For a long time, a lot of prices of things have been artificially suppressed by supermarkets yeah. in this sort of race for the bottom. So, you know, almost like a spring, there was always going to be a sort of a, yeah. a blow off top at some point. So well, we have this idea that our food is very expensive in this country. Yes, it's gone up in price a lot lately. But 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 actually, um, our food relative to income Mm. is much cheaper ever before. I mean, one of the reasons why people were not fat yeah. in the 70s, when I went to school, you could all, routinely, you saw each, you know, kids, we, you, you show each other's ribs. Mm. And you, we weren't, you know, we, we weren't just out of a, you know, a You weren't in poverty. It was no, just because poverty. you that were... Was, it was the norm. <laughs> yeah. People just ate an awful lot less. And one of the reasons people ate a lot less was food was relatively much more expensive. Yeah. Food was, you know, you could people afford... People didn't eat meat three times a day. No. Three times a week, three times a day, exactly. But there's massive impact impact of this, obviously, on people's lives, people's ability to pay their bills. We know rents going up, mortgages going up, mortgage and rents both like to go up even more with interest rates set to rise. Now, it is it is government policy that we should have lower inflation. However, Mm. the ability to set uh, to to deal with a lot of aspects of inflation is down to interest rates. That is within the purview of the Bank of England Monetary Policy Committee. Um, There were interest rates now at 4.25 percent, not historically high, but four percentage points higher than they were for large parts of the last 10 years. Um, look like they could rise to 5%. Staggering figure here. If they do, the independent, no, the I is reporting, 1.4 million people could face paying an extra £555 extra mm. a month on what they were paying at the end of 2021. Um, that's an extra £6,670 a year. I don't think there are many people who've got a spare six and a half grand sitting in the bank ready to pay the extra mortgage. No. As long, while they're also paying... Their extra Battling higher energy costs and, and the go yeah. and the supermarket and everything else that they buy, that is going to, I mean, that's going to be unmanageable 
for hundreds of thousands of people. It's going to be very difficult. And of course, what we're forgetting about is that actually we had a relatively mild winter, but that will come round again. It didn't again. feel mild. I, I wore oh, my ski was, jacket for basically three months. It was relatively mild compared to some of the winters we have had or that we're certainly forecast to have. I think, you know, the government was happy that it wasn't a lot deeper than some people were expecting. But that will come around again soon than people realise. And this is the time of year people would be wanting to set aside money, perhaps, for saving, uh, you know, to spend on energy in the winter. But as you point out, if they're having to find an extra 500 odd quid a month, that's not going to be possible. And then we'll find ourselves once again in a situation where, you know, uh, countries like Russia have, you know, their finger on the tap. And it will be very yep. difficult all around again. So this is what we mean when we say this is a long term crisis that, you know, because we've been living in a very sort of short termism environment, yep. we're just unprepared for. And even now we're scrabbling around to deal with. Absolutely. Um, let's also talk about, again, a long term crisis, uh, migrants, uh, channel migrants in particular. Um, mm. Extraordinary fact that came out yesterday that only 11 percent of asylum claims filed since 2018 have been processed by the Home Office. What are they doing? Is it no wonder we don't see de many deportations? Well, uh, we've not seen also the ability to deport people on those flights to Rwanda mm. because they've been stopped by judges. Well, last night, uh, the Prime Minister caved in, we're told, to Tory rebel MPs. Uh, they've uh, wanted an amendment on the illegal migration bill to allow ministers to ignore well, interim injunctions from the European Court of Human Rights to attempt to stop deportation flights. These are Rule 39 orders. Mm. Um, I, for one, would welcome that. I think a lot of my audience certainly would. Uh, an awful lot of voters would, would, would do that. This will get the usual... Human rights, woke karate, leading hard yeah. liberals in Iraq tis. Do you know it? what irritates me about the whole thing is when people sort of shrug and go, well, you can't stop them from coming. This is a problem that there isn't an easy solution to. There is an easy solution to them. You put them on planes and you send them back. Or if you intercept them, them in the chair, you send them back to where, whatever country they come from or, oh, the nearest, or the nearest safe country. Because let's be honest here. I was thinking about this with uh, Al, um, uh, Albania, you know, the conversations that we were having with the Albanian government about sending people back. Which we have what, done. What, yeah. Are they, yeah, what is a country like that going to do if you put a load of their citizens on the plane and you fly? Are they going to deny entry to their own citizens? Are they going to shoot the plane down? No, they have to take these people. And a country like, you know, Afghans, for example, you know, come Coming over from via Pakistan or Tajikistan, you know those countries are not going to unilaterally say no, they can't no, come in. No, you're going to be into a whole just... big diplomatic nightmare. Look, Do you I know think... what though? With the thing about a lot of this is, and this might sound very harsh, a lot of these countries really don't have the clout to push around a first world that. nation. And we don't have the confidence to recognise yeah, But the that. only thing is, again, you, can you prove that that's where they're from? They haven't got they haven't got uh, any, any documentation. 90% apparently they arrive without it deliberately yeah. for that very point. I mean, I think the clear solution is intercepting boats. Well, I don't know why we're intercepting them once they're in British waters. The Greeks waters. and Italians Intercept do them while they're in the middle of the world. And, yeah. and genuinely, and just tow them back to the French shore and go, there you go. We'll just drop you off 100 metres from shore. Yeah. If you put, set sail again, we'll just put you back in. Of course, we'd then be entering French waters but you know no one seems to mind these people entering our waters it's got to be something has got to be done there's no doubt at all about that massive also big stories about um our national security energy security cyber security uh our um our, our ability to um you know control our communications involving russian spy ships and the national cyber security center issuing an official threat notice we're going to talk about that up next on the front page of uh, some of the newspapers we're also going to talk about extraordinary row about the man united and Man U City club badges to their football clubs um, calls from usual lunatics uh, for them to be ditched because they've got um, images of sailing ships on which apparently symbolise the slave trade.
they don't symbolize the slave trade, but that is what is being claimed. That's on the front of the Sun newspaper. We'll talk about that up next as well. This is Talk Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.